Welcome to Imran's podcast, episode number 85. This is your host, Simon Silwal. This run, with its military flavor, will not continue. And Visit Imran's.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, get race photos, and much more. I'd like to welcome Cecil Cheeps to Imran's podcast. Cecil is a race director, longtime race director of a soldier marathon and a fellow runner alternator. I met Cecil back in the days when the soldier marathon started and then I, I didn't get to see Cecil for a very long time and uh, I saw him at the Lake Martin, uh, the first Lake Martin and then uh, he was telling me all the story he was and he was attempting and I was not sure about whether I should run 100 mile or not and then once I talked to him I said maybe I, I maybe some of the races you did Cecil I did the same thing and it's like maybe I'm ready too so I was thinking I should give it a try too that I think you are one of my motivation to go that do that 100 that <laughs> that, that year you know that I signed up for 50 so welcome to Emron's podcast how are you doing today Suman I'm doing great I always enjoy talking with you and thank you for for calling and and thank you for those wonderful memories memories I, I remember the Lake Martin uh, race very very well and seeing you there and reconnecting with you and and the first time you and I met at the uh, very first inaugural soldier marathon so uh, and since then I we've tracked one another and I've enjoyed following you uh, with all your exploits and runs uh, what an incredible runner you are so hats off to you Thank you. I remember coming to the first Soldier Marathon because it was right after Chicago. I had a really bad Chicago. It's a 2010 uh, Soldier Marathon. The whole marathon, I did the second half of Chicago. How, <laughs> how mad I was to come to your race because I want to prove something to myself. So, so listener, if if you wanted to listen to our interview back in back in days when we when I interviewed Cecil, it's out there, and uh, I'll put uh, that in part of my show note. Before we go, go further, Cecil, uh, you're a runner yourself. Like like we just mentioned, your ultra marathon. You're a super athlete. You do a triathlon. Tell us about your running journey. How did you end up doing all the running? How did you start it? Thank you, uh, Suman. Like like many of us, I, I started small. Uh, I was actually 45 years old when I started running. Uh, I started with a 5K, and I'm now 68 years old. And uh, over the years, uh, had the opportunity to run some really neat races and uh, meet some incredible people uh, in the running community and. As I said, at the encouragement of my daughter, I ran a 5K and and the bug kind of bit and I got into could I run it longer and faster and so forth. And with encouragement of friends, I eventually tried a marathon. Actually, the Chicago Marathon was my first one and had a very positive experience. And, you know, to me, uh, running was all about the challenge. I, I enjoyed the uh, penciling in a, an event on the calendar and training up for it. And then uh, just trying to see what my limits were. And after a few marathons, I began hearing about the Boston Marathon and having to qualify. And so that became a personal challenge. And, and uh, assuming I'm not a particularly great athlete in my mind, uh, played a little high school basketball, but always liked athletic. And being five foot 11, uh, 170 pounds, uh, I uh, don't have the, the longest stride, but it took me five years to qualify for the Boston Marathon, and what a thrill that was, uh, finally, to, to reach that milestone. And Which year did you run Boston? That was 2003. I ran the Boston Marathon. I think I qualified in Huntsville, Alabama, and I, st- I ran my first marathon in 1998, so it took me five years, 98 up to 2003, to finally get down to that qualifying <laughs> time, which was, I think at that time, it was three and a half hours uh, right out of 
uh, eight minute pace, eight minute and five second pace. I remember exactly because I needed those extra few seconds. And uh, it, it was such a positive thrill to run the Boston Marathon, be a part of that. And about that same time, I got the, the triathlon bug kind of hit me and just uh, said, well, let me see what this biking and running is like. And I remember I signed up uh, after I, I biked for a good bit and bought a bike. And uh, actually, I borrowed a bike for the first few triathlons, did some sprint triathlons and and uh, finally worked my way up to do a century bike ride. And I remember after that, I, there was a, a, a track next door to the finish line, and I kind of hobbled over to the track and um, just to see if I could run after biking 100 miles. And assuming I couldn't even get one, one lap around the track. <laughs> I realized with the rubbery legs after biking that it was going to take a bit, but it's just something I worked on and, and worked on and eventually uh, resolved to do an Ironman triathlon. And, and I think I did my first one uh, maybe a, a year later or so in Florida, I'm trying to recall. So I uh, was able to, to start that track. And, and along the way, I just uh, said, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if I could ever qualify for the Hawaii Ironman, uh, do the world championship? And that became a pursuit and I'm I'm very proud to say ten ten years later <laughs> I came in through the, through the back door because after you've done a bunch of those uh, they put you in a legacy lottery and and select select you out of there so I got an invitation uh, in 2013 to go do a Hawaii Ironman and just loved doing that I had a great thrill and and fortunately I, you know at that time I'm so old now I'm 65 years old that. Competition isn't quite as steep, but whatever. I, I, I had a nice enough finishing time in Hawaii that I got an invitation to uh, uh, be on Team USA and go to China and be part of the USAT uh, World Championships over there in China, and that was that was great fun. And then after that, got an invitation to go do the uh, European uh, Ironman Championships in uh, in Frankfurt, Germany. So. I think persistence is my skill. Let me say that. I'm, I'm not particularly fast and not particularly big, but um, the good Lord has given me the endurance, I think, is my gift. So I can I can stay at something a long time, which is much like what you and I did on that 100-miler at Lake Martin, is, uh, you know, I, I'm able to stay in motion for a long time. How about that? Definitely. And uh, that, that was great fun. Uh, again, hats off to a dear friend, John Teeples, who has really been instrumental in my my running life and help co-find, you know, it was the one that actually got me involved and asked me to direct the Soldier Marathon and said, let's start a, a, a marathon. But but back to John and, and Lake Martin, John came over and paced me at the 50 mile mark. And I told John, no, I was just going to kind of go over there and do it, see what I could do. But he knew better because he's he's really a gifted runner. And I was so pleased to see him when I showed up at <laughs> You know, we started early in the morning and at dark when we got to the 50 mile mark, I looked over there in the barn and there was John Teebles ready to pace me the next 50 miles. And I would never have made it had John not been there to, to pace me. And just like you were saying earlier, you know, sometimes we just need somebody to come along and just help us get to that next level and or see something within ourselves. And, you know, you certainly have demonstrated that many times over. And, and so I want to 
say special thanks to my friend John Teeples for helping me get through the uh, Lake Martin. Definitely. I'll, I'll just close that. One little fun story along the way. As runners, we all have great stories. Uh, one of the neatest things that I had an opportunity to do along the way, when I turned 60 years old, I had a friend. Uh, we had a, you know, a group of running guys, and so we gathered for uh, one morning run. And uh, I remember the guy, Rental Count, said, Cecil, for your 60th birthday, we ought to run 60 miles. I had never even thought about doing anything that long. This this would have been before our our 100 mile uh, run and so you know a marathon was really the most i ever thought about doing but the 60 mile run on my birthday intrigued me i thought about it and uh actually as you as you know what runners do we go out and we run on the side we don't go public until we're sure we can do it and so i i worked up some miles and i came back to the group and i said here's the deal guys we i think we can do it i think i had actually run worked up to a 40 miler in in practice and so i had the confidence and so i went back to my buddies and I said, here's the deal. On my birthday, which is in August, uh, we're going to run not just the 60 miles, but we're also going to bike 60 miles and swim 60 laps. Gonna make it a 60, 60, 60. And so that kind of got win. And, and I was so proud. When we started, we, we started at the National Inference Museum, which is the site of the Soldier Marathon. And I had mapped out a course through Fort Benning and along the Riverwalk and around Columbus. And I had about 40 people during the, that time run or bike or swim legs of that with me. And to me, that was the neatest thing that 40 people, friends, would come alongside me and help me do this. I would never have done it again, you know, on my own. But uh, people, in fact, I had six of my buddies run the whole 60 miles with me. We, we did that first. We ran, That took us about 15 hours or so. And again, another John Teeple story. I'm going to be singing John's praises. We get to mile 57 and the sun is up and it's already hot. We started like at seven o'clock the night before. And it, and this Georgia heat was beating beating down on me. And so I, I stopped at mile 57 to, to get some water. But really, I was getting woozy, getting dizzy. And I started throwing up. And for the first moment, I had doubts. Because you, know, you start thinking about how much more you've got to do. And I didn't even think I had three more miles left in me. Got you. And I'm on my hands and knees barfing in the grass. And John Teeples gets down there in my face and mocks me and says, you think that's a throw up? You ought to see me throw up. And I started laughing because I said, what do you mean? You're making fun of my, I'm throwing up. I'm sick here. You know, I wanted some pity and he wouldn't give me any. And, and my wife was nearby and she put a sack of ice on my head. And, and I stood around and looked at all my running buddies. They were standing above me looking at me. And I said, I got to go. I mean, I can't, I can't let, I can't stop now. And so I got up and I finished those three miles and then uh, got on the bike and biked the 60 miles and then uh, went out to the river and I'd mapped out a course, 50 yard course with buoys. And I swam that back and forth until I finished about nine o'clock that night and uh, uh, with my family. And I had my grandsons join me and son-in-law and my daughters and wife. Big celebration, but it was such a great fun. That's one of the neatest stories for me of all of my running over the 20 something years is that 60 60 60 really stands out as, as a neat time so thank you for allowing me to talk about <laughs> no that. problem only, the only thing i was thinking you mentioned that you're 68 now two more years so you're working up to 77 <laughs> 70 now <laughs> well I, I, I will say this when i was 65 i did go out by myself and do the same thing uh just by myself it took me i gave myself 30 hours and i, I came in at 29 hours and 57 minutes so so I, I snuck in. I was able to do it at 65. We'll see about 70. You know, 
<laughs> a couple of more years. <laughs> I've got I've got a ways to go. I'm I'm I uh, anyway. Definitely, that's a great story. A lot of lot of memories. You know, it's it's hard to put all our running stories in in the ten minutes of talking. So so definitely, that's a great story. So uh, as we move forward, um, tell us about how did you end up directing the race? Uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier about John and how you guys decided. Uh, you know, it's real interesting. Right after I I did that sixty sixty sixty, that was in August of uh, I guess two thousand and nine, and um, part of the course was on Fort Benning. And so, and John Teeples ran that with me, as did a lot of these friends, that all of whom uh, help out on the Soldier Marathon. So Jan- it, it, January of the next year, 2010, we're having our um, January 1 New Year's uh, Day run. And John was running alongside me and pulled me over and said, Cecil, uh, we've been talking and we want to bring a marathon back to Columbus and we think you ought to be the race director. And so I said, whoa, John, that's because this is an idea. Columbus used to have a marathon back in the 80s, Columbus, Georgia. And and over the years, um, another guy named Mike Stevens, a dear friend, great runner, uh, coached me through my first marathon. He and I used to talk about this often. And so the idea resonated with me. And I went home, talked to my wife and got her permission and went back to the guys. And I said, let's do it. Let's let's see what we can do. And the idea was to do something for Fort Benning as well. Fort Benning is very close to Columbus, Georgia. So, you know, we have a great partnership with them. We're so proud uh, of our community support for Fort Benning. And Fort Benning will tell you that of all the military bases in in the nation that Columbus, Georgia supports Fort Benning better than any other community in the nation. All the soldiers, all the colonels and generals that serve in different posts all around the country all say that Columbus supports uh, the military base better than any other community in, in the nation. And we're proud of that. So three of us went out and uh, Reggie Luther and John Teeples and I uh, went out and met with the uh, garrison commander at Fort Benning, uh, Colonel uh, McDonald at that time. And really, we pitched the idea of, you know, could we even be called the Army Marathon? But they, uh, you know, they said no, no to that, because it's really not an army marathon. This this is just a group of runners planning a marathon for Fort Benning. And they said, what you can do is use the name Soldier Marathon. And yes, you may run on Fort Benning. And that was a big deal being able to open up Fort Benning because it's very, you know, it's very guarded with gates and private and security and so forth. With that, my first call was to my friend, Mike Stevens, uh, who had been a high school track coach and mentored me in my marathon running. And then my second call was to Colonel Greg Camp, who is the president of the National Infantry Museum in Columbus and a very fine runner in his own right, uh, has several records still standing at West Point. And so the five of us, uh, John Teeples, Reggie Luther and Mike Stevens and Greg Camp and I sat down and, and we just mapped it out. We, we had to find a date and uh, that we eventually settled on Veterans Day weekend and we had to find a course and uh, we mapped out a course where the first seven miles are on Fort Benning and the remaining miles are along the Riverwalk to Uptown Columbus and actually goes into Phoenix City, Alabama to bring that state into it as well. And so that became the course and we just recruited all our running buddies uh, to do the water stations, to do uh, security, to do uh, food, to do volunteers. And we, we've got a, a committee of about 35 people uh, that handle different aspects, do parking, everything that goes with it. And um, 
purely volunteer driven. Definitely. Uh, over the years, uh, I've been coming, like I said, I came first and then kind of disappeared from for the years. And then I came back after our 100 mile, I think that year, I think that's 2014, I've been back. I think every year I'm, I'm able to come back. That race has been growing in many directions. And so with, with the names and everything that you have done also, you have, I remember you had um, the virtual marathon going also to the different location, yeah. Af- Afghanistan. So do you want to talk about well, that a little? First year, we had a marathon, a half marathon, and then uh, and a relay marathon. And then we added a kids marathon, and then we added a 5K race, and then we added a virtual marathon, and which allows soldiers uh, in different deployments to run on their bases. I think we've got a group of soldiers in the Balkans that are going to run this year. And then we have uh, just a lot of individuals that may even get injured or can't make it at the very end. We'll, uh, we'll have 10, 12 of those that will that'll run and just if they'll mark out a course in good faith we'll accept that and and they send us their time and and verification of finishing a photograph photograph of their of their garmin watch and then we'll send them a t-shirt and a medal so we've allowed that and all total we have over 2,000 runners register for our race uh, in the past several years and again this year as well uh, the uh, you know consisting of the marathon and the half marathon I'd say the half marathon is our biggest race with maybe close to 900 runners uh, one year we had a thousand the marathon we probably ended up with about 600 runners uh, one year we had 700 but uh, that's kind of been the plateau of, of that race. I think our course could hold more. Uh, you know, the 5K, We, I think we had 350 uh, do the 5K last year, and we probably had uh, maybe 80 to 100 kids do the kids marathon. We have different schools that support that in, in Columbus, uh, a school out at Fort Benning and then a school in South Columbus uh, as well. So uh, we reached out to the running. Uh, most of our runners come from Georgia. Of course, after that, Alabama and then Florida and then North Carolina, Tennessee, South Carolina. It's a southeastern race, but uh, probably a handful of runners will come from Texas. They'll come down from Virginia. We'll have runners from 35 different states come in. Uh, A lot of 50 staters like our race because um, it's a great course. We have one hill on the course, and the rest of it is reasonably flat with a few rollers. The the hill that runs, it's a half a mile hill actually on Fort Benning going up to the top of Fort Benning, and, and we call that Drill Hill. We put drill instructors out there to encourage the runners up the hill, and, and that's uh, been a lot of fun. That hill is all, always fun. As you were mentioning, I forgot where the hill was, because it comes so early. It comes so early, and then it's so down and up, and once you get to the up, up the hill coming down, it's pretty fast, too. Yeah, so. it, yeah, it's a uh, it, Fort Benning itself is flat at the top. As I say, it's a hill going up to it, and then uh, and then you come down that uh, hill on the other side. So uh, and then from there, it's just kind of a f- two or three rollers, uh, rolling hills along the river walk, just the, as the as the river meanders. So you know, it's it very definitely a Boston qualifying kind of race. We've added a couple of other features to the race just to give it a military flavor. We have a fallen hero program where we have a separate bib in addition to the uh, race bib. Uh, we have a bib that the runners um, can write the name of a fallen hero on the bib and then run in honor of that fallen hero. Uh, we have a lot of family members come and run in honor of their son or their father who's been killed in action or fallen in service. 
And so that can be a very emotional part for uh, a lot of families. We've had as many as a family of 40 come down from Ohio to run in, in honor of, the, of their son. So the Fallen Hero program is special. And we we now have a board. We put up a five, eight by 10 uh, billboard. Uh, excuse me. It's a four by eight billboard uh, with, the, with the faces and names of the fallen heroes from the state of Georgia and the, from the state of Alabama. And so I think we got 300 and something photographs uh, that we we put out there on the course after after folks register at the Fallen Hero table at registration. We then take those boards out on the course, and then we have lined uh, one mile of the course with American flags. Uh, we call that the Memorial Mile, and so that you know is a special mile that we salute these soldiers and a, a moment of reflection for a lot of families, a lot of runners, as they actually see the faces of these men and women who have paid the ultimate sacrifice. So that's been a very special thing for our. I guess our runners and uh, we get the Boy Scouts to help put out the uh, the flags and then we have team red, white and blue uh, retired military uh, soldiers help take up those flags and we store them at the National Infantry Museum. A couple of things just as thoughts run through my head here, Suman, uh, this year at the National Infantry Museum, which is the start and finish line for the race, we start and finish on what is called the Avenue of Flags or, or Heritage Walk is the formal name, but the Avenue of Flags is a beautiful setting of flags from each of the 50 states and several of the uh, outlying uh, commonwealths and, and islands. But on one side of the Avenue of Flags, we have a replica of the Vietnam Wall Memorial. It's about three-fourths of the size of the Vietnam Wall in Washington, uh, so it's several hundred feet long, and uh, the black granite with all the names that on it. It used to be a traveling uh, Vietnam Wall, and but they decided to make it permanent at the National Infantry Museum. And it's a, you know, a powerful memorial. But on the other side of the Avenue of Flags is a new memorial that's being dedicated next week, and it's the Memorial for the Global War on Terrorism. It is a powerful uh, memorial. Uh, one of the I-beams from the World Trade Center is, is there, it, one of the featured uh, parts of this memorial. And then they have about a eight or ten bronze soldiers uh, standing, life-size soldiers standing at the memorial that each one is a, is a replica of a Medal of Honor recipient. And so you see that Medal of Honor recipient, a life-size standing in, in full armor, in his full uniform, carrying his guns. Very powerful as you as you watch this memorial. These are all men that have given their lives in service in, during the global war on terrorism. So that's a new memorial. I dare say, I really don't think there's any other venue in America that has such a inspiring, patriotic start and finish line to run alongside these memorials and uh, along the National Infantry Museum, which which we're very proud of. The Infantry Museum in, in Columbus has been rated the number one public uh, museum in the country, and I think recently. Has received an award at one of the top ten uh, museums. I think really internationally because it's, there's museums in London and elsewhere that have also been rated. So we think very highly of, of our museum. Very proud to, that it's the uh, we, it's really the presenting sponsor. A lot of folks think the museum actually puts on the race for us, but we're just uh, volunteers that uh, put it on in the name of the museum. And as you can hear in my words, uh, this is something uh, this race is something we're very proud of. Uh, it's locally produced, and we, we've always made money, and we're 
pleased. I think we've donated a little over $200,000 back to uh, uh, local military organizations. From, this will be our eighth year, and we'll we'll be able to donate, I think, another at least another 40000 this year. So we'll be getting close to, actually, I can tell you, we'll, we'll close out at $250,000 donated. We, we tell all our sponsors that 100% of their, of their sponsor money will be given back to local military organizations such as the National Infantry Museum, uh, Team Red, White, and Blue, the House of Heroes, and uh, Fort Benning's MWR, Morale, Welfare, and, uh, Recreation, uh, Welfare and Recreation, which supports all the soldiers and their families. So we, we let the race registration fees um, pay for the race and then try to use this race as a fundraiser for these local or military organizations. But as um, as I said, the word you can hear from my words and tone of my voice that I, I'm, I'm very proud of this race. However, we have made a decision recently that this year will be the last year for the race. And, yeah, that, that's that's what I was going to ask you. Uh, the question that's the biggest question of this whole interview uh, and whatever we just talked about is that this race has been well, so, so successful for the over the years and uh, it's been growing. I remember last year you you told me about uh, you have this growing pain, you know, parkings and a lot of issues. But I never thought that uh, this is going to be the last year. So what what happens? Uh, what happens? Well, well, assuming, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the race is, is run by volunteers. We're not paid. And I'm 68 years old, and I'm finding that this race, frankly, has become a full-time job for me. Uh, the planning starts January 1. It goes throughout the year. This the whole year. You're either coordinating registration, you're coordinating advertising, uh, you're coordinating sponsorships, and reaching out to sponsors, you're, you're coordinating volunteers. We probably have about 300 volunteers we uh, coordinate. You've got, um, we've got five races. And um, also, we certify this course, as, as you know, for the Boston Marathon. Each year, we've ha- had to recertify this course. So uh, once again, in fact, I just got the paperwork last week. This is the eighth straight year we've had to recertify the course. And that is because of road construction. And even a minor change, you've got to recertify the course. This year, uh, we had two issues come up. One, Fort Benning wanted us to run up that that drill hill. They wanted us to uh, run up a road, a hill next to it. It's on 10th Division Road because they paved a new bike path along this road, and they they would like for us to run up that bike path. Uh, It's a a wonderful paved surface. It takes us away from the neighborhood at Fort Benning, which helps on their traffic congestion. Uh, But that's at mile mile three to mile four got... uh, got changed. And so uh, that ripples through the whole course. Uh, At the same time, our Riverwalk had some damage due to a storm. And so that affected us right at mile uh, 14, which is also mile 20 on the return. Point being, we had to recertify the whole course, which uh, I started that back in the spring. I've got a local measurer, a guy who works with me on this. This is my third certifier, incidentally. I've I've already won (laughs) First two have since retired, but I found a third one who's wonderful, as all of them were. And so he and I, we go out to Fort Benning and we bike the course. We bike it over and over and over to try to find the necessary footage. And I think about in the middle of the summer, uh, the certifier, a fine man named Steve Warren, a fine runner in his own right. He said, well, we've got it down. We've got to find 168 feet. And so uh, we go back out and and takes us several more bike rides. But we find it. We get the paperwork and the mileage done and and submit it. And uh, 
just got the approval this past week. But that's a that's a six month effort. And I've had to do that every year. And I already know that next year, because of road projects that are planned in Columbus, that we're going to have the same issue. A road that we run near on the Riverwalk will be under construction next year that will require yet another course change. So it's a continuously changing goals, especially the race course that that creates some difficulty for you. And the- it, it, create, it creates difficulty. And again, uh, it's something I have to plan and it really is. It takes my whole year, uh, starting in January up through November. Also, this year, it, we're celebrating Fort Benning's 100th uh, anniversary. This is a year of celebration. Uh, they started Fort Benning uh, in 1918, and so the celebration will be starting in October of uh, this year, in 17, actually starting in a couple of weeks, and will culminate in October of 2018. So our race will be in the middle of that celebration year, and, and that that's very timely and appropriate to be a part of Fort Benning celebration. They have their own little logo that, that they've allowed us to use on our T-shirts and our medals. So the back of our medals will have a special Fort Benning uh, Centennial logo on it, which we're very proud to be a part of. But all of this has taken shape, and, and this was not a sudden decision, but I, I reached this decision uh, maybe three weeks ago in my mind. I, I, there's some, some things that, that I am trying to get to in, in my life uh, I re, uh, that I've not been able to. I retired from the law practice five, six years ago. I, w- I was a tax lawyer for many years, 35 years. Very proud of that work with a very fine law firm in Columbus. And so uh, one of the reasons I retired was to, uh, there were some personal things. I, I've got a large family, uh, 10 grandchildren. One thing I wanted to do was work on this soldier marathon. And the other thing I wanted to, when I retired, and the other thing I wanted to do is qualify for the Hawaii Ironman. So I was able to pull away from the law practice and focus on uh, the marathon and the Ironman. Even though the Ironman, I've checked that box, the marathon won't turn me loose. And I don't see it ever turning me loose. <laughs> it's just a full-time job until whenever. The only way for me to get to some of these other things uh, that I have in my life, and as I said, I've got 10 grandchildren, I'm just going to have to stop the Soldier Marathon. And, and so I made that decision. I talked to our team, and uh, no one wanted to take it on because they recognize it's a full-time job. The way, I, the way I'm doing it, trying to make it you know, five races with sponsors and trying to make it a fundraiser. Anyone who does event planning knows that it's a multi-month effort to prepare, plan, and direct an event. A lot of folks ask me, well, do you run the Soldier Marathon? I said, well, you know, that's a that's a figure of speech. I do run it. I direct it. Uh, but it's like the conductor of an orchestra. You, you know, the conductor can only direct the orchestra. He can't get in there and play the trombone and the violin and all. So I'm mm-hmm. not able to physically run the marathon because I've got 2,000 runners I'm trying to coordinate, and I've got 300 volunteers I'm trying to coordinate. So one question here, uh, somebody recently asked, uh, as this came up, and they, they asked, uh, will uh, will you or, or your committee able to give hand it over to somebody somebody else and trust it? Uh, you know, your homegrown brand that you that you created. Uh, I have many medals from your race now, at least two or three of them. Um, 
would you be able to hand it over if you find a trusted party that you think because, you know, you could delegate, you could uh, outsource. I don't know how this all works because I'm not an event planner and I, I hang out with a lot of <laughs> event planner like you, you know, and David Toss. I, I don't think it's an easy thing to hand over uh, for several reasons. Uh, it does take a, a commitment of time and most folks have got day jobs and are not able to give it the regular meeting. The, the other part of that is is a continuous development of relationships at Fort Benning uh, because the chain of command changes about every two years, uh, both of the commanding general and then also the garrison commander. And so uh, just maintaining those relationships, going to the events out at Fort Benning, uh, there are several during the year where you have to be present just so you can be visible, just so you can ask questions. There's change of guards, there's uh, community parties, there's Christmas parties and so forth. So you're pretty much um, committing to uh, develop those relationships year during, throughout the year. And then, as I say, when those change of commands occur, like the current uh, general out there, General Eric Wesley, is a wonderful general, but he's the fourth general that I've had to get approval of this marathon from. started with General Bob Brown and then General uh, uh, McMaster, who, who currently is serving with President Trump as security advisor, and then uh, General Scott Miller, and now uh, General Eric Wesley. And they've all been very supportive of our race, but you have to make yourself available to them and meet, and then not just the commanding general, but also the garrison commander. I mentioned uh, Colonel McDonald initially. Andy Helmsley uh, was uh, most recently uh, the garrison commander out there. Again, very, very supportive of our race. And uh, but he's just recently been transferred and I've, I've just recently met the uh, uh, recent replacement and he, too, is supportive. The whole point of that is as race director, I've got to be uh, I've got to work on those relationships and not not anyone, not just anybody, let's say, has time to do that and, and maintain a, a day job. So this is the unique feature of having a military theme race. That is not sponsored by the military. <laughs> uh, if, if you go to other military races, whether it's Marine Corps or whether it's a Fort Bragg and they're all American race or the one out at the one that was in uh, Texas that actually called itself the Army Marathon. But it, I, I have to say, I, I don't think the Army gave its permission. I think they just used that name. But I, I was even reading about that race recently and it stopped as well last year. Uh, they're trying to be a virtual race now. But uh, uh, they said they weren't army enough. And I can understand what they're saying is because you have to really be available to the army and let them and let your presence be known because uh, you're depending on their permission to run on, on Fort Benning. And so uh, we've been very pleased to have a good relationship with him. But it does take work, as you can see. Uh, you have to get permits from several sources on the permitting side of a race like this, not just Fort Benning. Of course, you have the Columbus Riverwalk and the Parks and Recs uh, that has to approve that. You've got the Columbus Police Department with uh, parade permits, sound permits, street closings. You have Phoenix City, Alabama, and their Riverwalk, all the permitting there. And then, of course, uh, Roadrunners Club of America and USA Track and Field, all those permits. So as race director, you've you got a lot of paperwork. 
You have to get, uh, of course, insurance as well. So as you as you see, uh, this becomes a year-round planning thing to uh, just coordinate <laughs> all these moving parts. Definitely, uh, it sounds more complex than a simple runner like us. It's a very complex. You know, I, I think about other races. Any anybody who does a city uh, urban, let's say marathon, you've got multiple intersections involved with a policeman at every intersection and uh, and a volunteer, hopefully, at every intersection. And so we've you know just we work the crowds, we get the volunteers, but you've got to assure somebody's going to be there at every intersection to make sure there's safety for the runner. Over the years, we've had a lot of challenges between football games and Veteran Days parades and cheerleading competition and trade shows, uh, you name it. Yeah. In, a, in a city like Columbus, there's always an event and activity going on in November. And, and at times, our runners have been running, you know, through the crowd, so to speak. Yeah, I, I definitely remember one year there was a football game downtown somewhere. Last year, I think it was last year or something, there was a parade going up, uh, going on. So things like that I have seen. One other thing, uh, as you talk about permitting and stuff, just just a thought, just asking, uh, can you take a base and not run in the base out of the soldier marathon? I guess it doesn't sound correct. Well, we've looked at that, and certainly you're taking away a large part of the uh, attraction, let's say. I, actually, I even, as a backup, I did certify a half marathon course uh, that does not run on Fort Benning, just in case we ever got that phone call from the general the day before the race saying there's been a security shutdown or something, you know, out of our control. And so, uh, you know, I did have that uh, a half marathon course in my back pocket. But I think that really you lose a lot if you take Fort Benning away. And so uh, I will say this, that what we're contemplating is possibly bringing a, a half marathon course or a race back in back to Columbus and next year uh, in the same time spot uh, we, just some of us are talking about that as a possibility to um, you know plug that that hole or that gap in the running schedule so that that's something we uh, are talking about now whether we'll actually get it done uh, we're not ready to announce it but that would be closer to what you're contemplating if you took Fort Benning out then you would just run a race on the Riverwalk uh, in Columbus, Georgia. Definitely, definitely. But for now, the the marathon that that we know of, Soldier Marathon that we know of, as of now, will not come back. That's I think that's I the message. See, I don't <laughs> see it coming back. And we did have uh, one person reach out to us as a group. And we've got about 30 folks that have worked hard on this and very proud of it. We wouldn't want to just turn it over to somebody uh, who wouldn't run it in the same way that, that we ran it. Definitely. You want to protect the brand that you have built. We want so. to protect the brand. And so and, and we know what goes into it. And uh, uh, so we just decided it's best to retire the race and the name while we're on top. And uh, everybody feel real good about it. And uh, if you know, if we. You know, I've not heard anything from Fort Benning about this uh, one way or the other yet. So I'm, I, I don't think they would reach back. You know, it, it would be different I would, if Fort Benning really came back and said, hey, we really want this race. But I don't think they will. I think on their part, they were accommodating us uh, graciously. And uh, they've got their own little events out there at MWR they do a real nice job with. So uh, Fort Benning is not looking to create more work for itself. 
we have to involve the military police, as you would expect, and there are road closings. And so uh, there's some inconvenience on the Fort Benning side, which is why we have always tried to give them a, a nice $10,000 check at the end of the race uh, as a thank you note, and they, they do appreciate that. I hate to say we're, we're small potatoes to them, but they do have bigger fish to fry <laughs> than, uh, than, you know, that there's probably 40,000 uh, troops and dependents out there, uh, and their job is job number one, and that's provide security for our nation so they and they do a great job about that definitely um, as we move forward tell us about uh, your departing thought on this uh, I know and you are so proud of this I mean you I know I can hear in your voice and I know how you're passionate about this race from the beginning as you go forward what do you want our listeners the runners uh, the community the running community hear about this race or like you said you, you mentioned that it may come back in a different form but let's put that out there I would say that the city of Columbus really embraced this race and uh, the Columbus Sports Council and the cha- and the Visitors Bureau they're, they're very disappointed uh, because this was a great race Race. And if any of the runners didn't enjoy this uh, or take an opportunity to uh, be a part of this race in, in its eight years, then I think uh, it was a real uh, treasure, a real neat running experience. And I've, I've run races, uh, a good many races, uh, really around the country, as, as you have. And I would, I would put this race up there as one of the uh, top races. We accomplished our mission, Suman. We we wanted to bring a quality race back to Columbus, Georgia, and we wanted to do something for the military. And so we did that very, very well. And we did it for eight years. I think uh, there are seasons for everything. And as I'm aging, frankly, and uh, as I look at our committee, and, and we're all volunteer runners, and we're all busy men and women, my sense was this is the right time to just everybody listen, embrace it and hug each other and say, well done and let the season end so uh, so that we can all celebrate in a good way. And so we, we have, I think, given a gift to the community of Columbus and uh, the uh, military base of Fort Benning and to the running community at large. Uh, and we, we're just very proud of that. There are obviously a lot of great runs uh, all around. Uh, even in the month of November, uh, Savannah, Georgia has a nice marathon. And up there in uh, North Georgia, uh, South Tennessee, there's, there's a nice race on a military uh, base up there, Chickamauga, I think it is. Uh, so there are races in November and the running. So there will not be a shortage of good runs uh, for runners to participate in. Uh, this run with its military flavor uh, will, will not continue. And so I think uh, we'll just rest uh, comfortably knowing that, that we did our part and uh, are grateful that we had runners that uh, did support us. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you to all the runners that ran our race and to the volunteers who support our race and to the sponsors that support our race. So we probably have 30 or 40 corporate sponsors from Coca-Cola to McDonald's to Aflac to the local hospitals. And I mean, I, Michelob Ultra Beer provides a nice refreshment and on and on. We've, we've got a stellar list of sponsors mm-hmm. at the WC Bradley Company and Tesis and so forth. So thank you to all of them as well. Definitely. USAA is the sponsor of our 5K. So we're, we're just going to tip our hat to everybody. Well, definitely. And Cecil, and uh, as a runner and uh, as 
person who has run that marathon several times now. We also like to thank you and your team and everybody who put this race in thought and brought this brand for over the eight years and uh, really appreciate that. I know it's a difficult time uh, to think for as a runner not have this next year, but uh, those listeners uh, who always you know, wanted to go there, run the race, I know many of you listening wanted to run. This is the year. This is your last chance. Come down and run. And uh, it's in November 18th. Is that correct? That's right. November, Saturday, November 18th. Yeah, this year is Saturday, November 18th. Usually it's the second or second Saturdays, uh, but this year it's moved a little bit further. But it'll be wonderful right. weather if you're looking for a qualifying time. It's but, but it's a pretty fast course if you're looking for some qualifying time. Some small rolling hills, early hills, early part courses, hills, a lot of downhills. And so so definitely, uh, guys, uh, come, come down and join. Uh, and uh, before we uh, f- uh, finish this interview... Uh, Cecil, would you like to say anything uh, to the runners, um, your last word? Well, I, I think it's a great course. I really do. We, we, uh, I've, I've run a lot of courses uh, in different races. I would say this course is reasonably flat. It does have that, that one half mile hill at mile three. It's got three or four little rollers is what I call them. I don't quite, I've run some hilly courses before. My goodness, I ran the Big Sur Marathon uh, a couple of years ago, and that, that's got, those have got 18 hills on it. That's a hilly course. But I think you'll find this an enjoyable course. It, it's uh, uh, one that you will enjoy and just have a lot of stories and, and a lot of great memories. Uh, and I would say also, set aside some time to tour the National Infantry Museum when you come, because it's quite special inside as well. Really a neat museum. We'll have a pasta dinner and we'll have an expo and it'll be a uh, be a great day, both Friday and Saturday. Definitely. Uh, I have toured that museum several times. Every time I come down there, I spend some time going inside the museum. My, my family loves it. Uh, I have pleasure to come and connecting with you through the race. Uh, I know our friendship will go farther, but, but uh, yes. as, as a race director, I, I think this is going to be the last year. And uh, like I said earlier, I'd just like to thank you and the rest of the committee to putting such a great uh, homegrown race and uh, being part of the community, running community, and uh, giving us Army flavor marathon um, that, we, that we are proud of. Thank you. You're so very, very welcome, Suman. And thank all the listeners out there for uh, listening in. I, I very much appreciate it. If you have a need to cover your events from marketing to taking photos, please contact mruns.com by emailing at marathonruns at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emirates Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast channel, Voice of Runners, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and more. And also follow our social media channel, Marathon Runs, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.